Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by God Oliva. How you doing, JD? Fight Game Media, what the world is watching. That popped in my head today <laughs> while we were watching that. Yeah, I love, I love that intro. I always try to think of what what can I add to this every week audio. <laughs> I truly believe yeah. it needs an audio stinger. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of that like mid '90s WWF intro. You know, yes, very much so. Yeah, Reminds the revolutionary, that- the revolutionary force in sports, sports entertainment. entertainment. Yeah. yeah, it totally yeah. It makes me. It, yeah. it warms my uh, cold dead heart. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so earlier this week, I I cut a video, some breaking news audio. I want everybody to go to Fight Game Media, uh, the YouTube channel, and check that out. Um, It just so happened I had just gotten to work, and the news that New Japan and Impact Wrestling are going to do a co-promotion, their own Forbidden Door, mind you. Um, They're going to do a co-promotion WrestleMania weekend on March 30th at the Globe Theater. A few matches have been announced. So I had just gotten to work and I had a light morning and my boss was out all morning. And, and I was like, you know what? I just texted Garrett. I was like, dude, I think I could go cut 10. I can go home real quick and cut 10 minutes and uh, get it to you guys. If you want to do a breaking news thing. And uh, sure enough, I, I did Garrett put it up immediately and the video's doing well. So if everybody could do me a favor and go to that video and uh, watch it, like it uh, and comment on that. I'd really appreciate it. But uh, I'm going to try to do more stuff like that, do some more breaking news stuff throughout the week, uh, especially whenever stuff is so big that I just don't feel like I can wait till Thursday. No, but so since everybody got a chance to hear my thoughts on it, man. So what, you know, what are your thoughts on this whole new Japan uh, impact kind of really, it seems like they're increasing their relationship here. It does for sure. I think that, uh, in, I think that new Japan has finally figured out that, New Japan America isn't really getting the job done on its own, mm-hmm. right? So they have to really leverage their partnerships as often as possible. Because AEW said they're not going to run a uh, a WrestleMania weekend show of their own, but they loophole Ring of Honor into it. So um, why not? Why not do more of these? Like it's interesting that they're including Stardom on this one, which uh, a which. Um, New Japan didn't seem to be interested in a year ago, but now they're spending all that Sasha Banks money. So, or excuse yeah. me, Mercedes money, all that Sasha Banks money, <laughs> excuse me. Money. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that makes perfect sense that you try to utilize them, especially when you're working with impact too, because we got some, we got some pretty good knockouts for now. And um, yeah. <laughs> we'll discuss that later. And I think it's good. I think this is a really good thing, especially WrestleMania weekend. You're going to get the right kind of crowd out for that. 
But this also leads me to, to ask the, the fundamental question of what the, what the hell is this promotion? After they make this announcement today, you're going to do this big show with New Japan. You're going to have all this awesome work rate stuff. But you make me watch a show that's completely garbage. And I just I can't figure out what this promotion wants to be. And that's the most frustrating thing right now. For me, <clears> as I, a viewer. I, yeah, they're they're definitely in an identity crisis um, because you you look at the, the way that the two way the way that New Japan does business. And the way they present their shows, it's more in line with what AEW does. So that's why it seems like that's the perfect partnership. But Impact doesn't really do like sports very well, right? They they like Impact does drama and comedy. They have their sports types guys, right? They do, you know, they got Speedball, they got Gresham, and they got other guys like that. But um, you know, it's just not something that they focus on, or at least that they don't really. I, I I they don't do very well. I would say um, I don't, I don't I think agree they with can. that. I no? don't agree with okay. that because our pay per views are are very yes. work rate heavy. And this is yeah. what and this is the confusion to me is that four weeks a month I'm bombarded with just stupid shit on television, dumb skit, terrible comedy, inane, pointless jibber jabber. But then you give me these great matches every month, yeah. and like I don't. I don't get what this company wants to be like. It's ident- it, it, it really feels like it's being pulled at two halves. Like, and it, it, it's stuck somewhere in the middle and it's making, it's making me really frustrated as a viewer. Right. Cause mm-hmm. I know we're capable of so much more, but I'm watching fucking Taylor wild play with tarot cards in the corner. What the hell was that? Well, we'll, we'll get to that. Cause I, 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 I think I put the tweet out that that was the the most atrocious thing I'd ever seen. Like, I'm just like, like that, that should have never made it to air. They should have cut that from the cutting room floor. Like, I don't know if they just blur out the tarot card stuff, but that was goddamn ridiculous. It was awful. I just, yeah, it's so stupid. And and so it's like, you get excited about this new Japan stuff and then you get back to the episode and they had some good matches tonight. But it was also like they had some community theater like leading into those things, right? And so I I just I just don't quite understand. Like honestly, I I would have fired Taylor Wilde tonight after watching that. Like if this was live and I saw that segment, whoever put that together and Taylor Wilde, if it was Taylor Wilde's idea, it's like, look, lady, this ain't working. This witch a woman crap is just not good for TV. You either got to cut it or you need to go do something else for a living. Go back to wherever you came from and uh, go, go into hiding for another 10 years because this is just not good. Dude, like we talked about, you hear people talk about Vince McMahon back in the, the old WWE, the bulk taping days, right? When they would do massive tapings, right? They would tape weeks of television over the course of like two days. Yeah. <clears throat> and he would make guys wrestle matches again. If he didn't think it was good enough, he'd go, go do that match again, right? And then you would bury the original one. And there's a lot of, dude, they had a tag team title change in 1990 that never made air. Right, the Rockers over the Heart Foundation. The rope broke, yeah. and the match was ass. Mystic Man said, "Fuck it, we're never. This is never yeah. going to see the light of day. It never happened. Like it never happened. And that man's insane. But like, he cared, right, about mm-hmm. his product. And there's a lot of times on this show, I'm like, do we care? Like, do we care about the weekly TV show? Because it seems like we care about our specials and our pay per views, which I get. You're mm-hmm. making people pay for that. Like, and you should. There should be a higher standard to what you make me pay extra for as a consumer. And I'm for that. I, I agree with that. But I just feel like they fart, they're farting out these episodes lately and they're, they're bad. They're not good. Like, this was, we will debate the main event. 
later. But I did not think this was a good episode. I don't think this is indicative of what this of the product that you are trying to sell me is. Right. Yeah. If you told me that this company, this company was going to have a, mad, a a big card with New Japan, I'd say why. Yeah. Why? Why would you? Why would New Japan want to work with these guys? There was nobody that's like one of your good workers, right? With matches tonight, none. Right. It was. It was fucking terrible, Mike. This is one of the. This was possibly the worst episode of 2023. It was awful. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I don't. I don't disagree. I, I, I don't think that this was the, their strongest effort by far. And I, I just remember last year around this time we were had such high hopes for the company. They were it, just rolling, man. They were. And then it just seems for whatever reason this year, with the addition of Santino, and then of course bringing in Dango, and and then oh. they lost Eric Young, and now they're trying to push Cody Deaner as to this cult leader, and so they're center. They're sent. They've. Look, Impact has always been kind of like backstage acting heavy, and they've always liked to have their comedy. The big difference is now most of it's just not funny, and the drama, the acting has just gotten worse um, and that's, with and the, that's the people thing. that they've got at doing it. That's the thing I have with comedy. If I'm watching comedy, I expect it to be funny. Like yeah. and it's like I can't tell the people writing it just aren't funny and are, are doing this because they have to do it, right? Or if they legitimately think that wrestling fans are so stupid that they find this funny. And maybe it's me. Maybe I'm maybe maybe I'm out of touch, right? Because none of this stuff is funny. Like Deanna throwing chili or whatever on on uh Giselle. Like I'm just like, this isn't fun. Like this is shit that I don't like watching about mm. WWE. Like stuff like this is why I just and I see it creep up into <laughs> yeah. other promotions, and I'm like, no, keep that there. That's what they do. Stop trying to be what they do. Do something different. I'm so over all of this crap, well, man. It's so bad. Well, we got we got this big show coming up with New Japan, and we got No Surrender, which looks like a fucking awesome card. It does. Um, but nothing that you're doing right now is leading me to get excited about it. I'm just excited about it. It's because I their their monthly specials and their quarterly pay per views since Hard to Kill last year have yet mm -hmm. to disappoint. They just haven't. So I just know that as a guy that's doing a podcast that's watching every week, I understand that some of the shit's actually going to lead somewhere. But if you know, if I'm trying to get somebody else to watch this stuff, I, I just don't think it's actually going to work out. And I trust me, I've tried. And and last year I did get people into the show. Um, they, you know, after a while they stopped watching, but I gave them a reason to watch and they actually really liked it right now. I, I, I don't think that I would be all that successful doing that. Now, look, I didn't think that the entire show was bad uh, and we'll get to the main event. I, I liked it. I don't think that you liked it as much as I did. I thought Matt Cardona specifically had a strong night as far as character. Goes. I thought everything he did was pretty, pretty damn entertaining. Um, I, oh, Mike. I, I really oh. like Matt Cardona. Oh, he had to dress in a closet. Hardy har har. I oh, just thought that private, he played. We had a private what? dressing room for you. That's actually a banquet hall that we have a bunch of pipe and drape up. We can't actually <laughs> afford a dressing room. So we're actually just going to block this off. But this isn't really for you. We're going to put you in the kitchen closet. <laughs> so stupid. Hey, it's so maybe the con it's Maybe so the content wasn't good, but I thought Cardona played his yeah, part well. I think Cardona's great. He does he's, everything he's well. He yeah. sells out. He freaking sells himself into everything he does. And it's beneath him, quite frankly. Like this kind of stuff, I really feel like it's beneath Beneath what he's capable of, because I, I don't, I does. don't think so, because he's wrestling Tyrus this weekend on pay per view. Well, well, you're not. So right. I don't, I don't think any, I don't think any, nothing's <laughs> beneath anybody in pro wrestling. Everybody's capable but, of doing anything. 
And I just and I'm like, but why? Why? Why do we say that? Why do we say, oh, this hobby of ours is stupid, so we should all just assume everything everyone does is stupid? We've seen like Matt Cardona did good stuff in the grimiest of grimy promotions, <laughs> in the grossest. <laughs> It's infuriating because he did yeah. such great work with GCW <laughs> that he made that stuff stand out. So he can do good work. And I don't think it's I don't think I'm crazy for saying that we should expect a level of professionalism in our television show. And I give guys it's like when people talk about Cody Rhodes as Stardust. It's like, well, he he tried really hard and then he was all in. On it. Yeah, but it fucking sucked. And he'll tell you that it sucked and he hated it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we should stop saying, well, you know. They try really hard on, okay, we all go to work and have crappy jobs sometimes. I get that. But we should all say, you know what? That was a crap job. I yeah. do better now. You know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's crazy to ask these promotions to live up to the standards of their performers. As, I mean, am no. I crazy by saying that? No, no. I, I mean, I don't think it's crazy to say, hey, look, I'm watching your show every week. I would like you to be better. <laughs> So, uh, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't oh, think I that's crazy at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, I, Hey, if you guys would do less of this and more of this, I would enjoy myself more. I, I mean, but Chris, that's been the story of being a wrestling fan. right? Chris like, Bay and Ace Austin are in a, are, in a, are in a pre-tape, but I got to watch Tommy dreamer wrestle in 2023 in a mixed tag <laughs> match. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, let's get into the well. So let's put a bow on the New Japan stuff because you yes. just you were just it was your idea to start with that, and then you immediately went into Taylor Taylor Wild because it's so bad. <laughs> because like you're promising me, you're you're telling me, yeah, we're gonna work with New Japan wrestling, the standard, the standard of in ring action across yeah. the world is New Japan Pro Wrestling, and has been for a long time, and. We are in this partnership. We're bringing Kenta in. Kenta's not what he used to be, but that's okay. Like, yeah. we are going to go and do this big work rate show. And then here's all the guy guy. And it's just like, right. how are these things are so diametrically opposed? And it just, I, I can't process it, Mike. I can't process it. Yeah. Well, announced for the show, um, we got three matches announced so far. Um, we got uh, in the main event, the, and th they're going to give this the main event billing. This was the first match to announce, but it's going to be Speedball and Will Ospreay, which should fucking rule. Um, I know they've okay. wrestled several times before, but um, I think this this should be awesome. Uh, we also got Josh Alexander Kushida. Obviously, that's going to be a hell of a match. And then I, you know what? I people aren't talking enough about this match. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you what. I don't. I don't think it's going to be better than Speedball and Will Ospreay, but Moose and Jeff Cobb is going to fucking be awesome. I love that match. People underestimate Moose because they don't like him as a person. I'm okay. here to tell you, this guy can fucking go, man. Um, mm -hmm. People people can't seem to separate what he did when he was a football player versus his uh, ability in the ring. The guy can work. And mm -hmm. if you don't think so, you are a fucking idiot. Moose mm -hmm. can go. And I think he's going to have a great match with Jeff Cobb. I don't know if enough of us – I don't know if our um... – if our impact fan, you know, we got a big impact families. I don't know if enough of them have really watched Jeff Cobb work over the last three, four years in New Japan. The stuff he's done with the United Empire Ooh. has just been fantastic. He's yeah. so he's so good. He's come such a long way from being Matanza Cueto, like <laughs> more on MLW later. Um, <laughs> but he's so good. I think him and Moose is a real interesting matchup. And they're both big beefy dudes, but Jeff, they're both really athletic and Jeff Cobb's a yeah. smooth worker. Like he really is. So I think they could have a really good match between them. I really do. Yeah. 
And then uh, no, nothing else has been announced, but they did say that uh, the knockouts are going to be there. They didn't announce that Stardom talent was going to be there, although in New Japan did. did no New Japan did add Stardom to their hashtag earlier, but that could have been a mistake by the, the whoever runs their social media. That stuff do they, happens. Do they hire but, Jeff Jones too? Is Jeff Jones maybe. running social media for New Japan? <laughs> maybe, but uh, I mean, but the fact that Impact is saying that the knockouts will be there tells me, I mean, who, what females work for New Japan? It's Stardom and it's Monet. Mm-hmm. So you you would think that somebody from Stardom is going to be there to wrestle the knockouts. I or maybe I don't know. I know they do bring in indie talent on some of their New Japan of America shows, but I, I don't know. I you would think it's Stardom, right? Like why? I got cons- you do this. I got a conspiracy theory for you. Um, I think they haven't announced anyone because they don't know who they can get in. There's a lot of visa issues going on right now. Yeah. Like it's yeah, going across cool. wrestling, like like just the other night in AEW, they, they couldn't bring in. They're in El Paso, and they couldn't bring in the freaking Lucha Brothers because they couldn't. They couldn't <laughs> and, like and Bandito too, right? Bandito too, and the same. Kenny Omega hasn't been coming, and like WWE's been having problems with getting some of their foreign talent through. V. There's a lot. I don't know. This isn't a, a government show, so I can't tell no. you. No, you 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 are kind of a government employee. <laughs> so there's no kind of about it. I'm 100 percent a federal government employee. <laughs> so, but I don't think you can explain to us what's going on with these visa no, situations I, I right know. now. I I don't know, I, but I mean, like, it's there's probably problems. just a probably just a bottleneck issue. Um, Could be. They just need to work their process out because, like, Kenny had to miss one show and then he was back the following week. I get the feeling mm-hmm. that the Mexican talent will be back next week. So, so it could be a matter of you don't know who you can get in yet. So maybe you don't announce until you get closer to the show because you don't want to have egg on your face. Which, and if that's the case, I totally understand yeah. that. You know, and you just say, "Hey, we're going to bring some knockouts and who are they going to wrestle? Just show up and find out because we don't know." <laughs> you know, yeah. but yeah. I get it. Yeah. So uh, obviously we're really excited about it. We'll we'll keep covering uh, the matches as they get announced and we'll talk about those. And then, of course, um, um, I don't know how coverage of that show is going to go because I'm going to be in California during that time. So I'll be I'll be on the road. So I'm not sure how that's. Are you going? I'm I'm going. So here I am going to California for two weeks, the last week of March and the first week of April. I will be at WrestleMania on Sunday the second. So I'm going to do that show. Me and my buddy got the cheapest tickets available. How much is that? I think we're a hundred bucks a piece. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad, yeah, but it's like um, you have obstructed view, so I think we're like behind the staging area. So we'll, we'll but even then, like you're, we're gonna be so high up, we're gonna watch the show on the big screens anyway, so it doesn't that's, matter. But that's what everyone just, does high up there. So yeah. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. So we, uh, you know, and I haven't been to WrestleMania in a long time. So and uh, it's also my 40th birthday coming up. So that was my 40th birthday present, getting a uh, WrestleMania tickets. Good for you. Uh, had I. Had I known New Japan and Impact were doing a show, I might have tried to get uh, into town on Thursday and go to that show uh, as well. But I uh, know I'm going in. I'm doing that on Sunday. And then I'm the following Monday. I'm going to uh, Disneyland, taking the family. So that's awesome. Uh, gonna, yeah, gonna, gonna do that. Gonna do that whole thing. So uh, during those two weeks, I might be out of pocket. We'll probably figure out an alternative way to do some stuff. But we'll we'll figure it all out. I'm not too worried about it. Though we always we always make the show happen. Never done Disneyland before. Something on the bucket list. You know, I ne- I lived in California most of my life. I never I've never been there before. I but I lived in Japan two years and I went to Tokyo Disney while I was there. So I get that. That's the only it's the only Disneyland I've ever been to is Tokyo. Yeah, no, I've I haven't been to California since twenty ten, I wanna say. So yeah, I never mm. should probably gotta get there now they got a the little kid. Yeah. NFL Sunday ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. 
Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But uh, hey, let's go ahead and get into the uh, the episode here. Do we have to? Um, oh yeah, let's do it. We got big stuff to talk about. On BTI, Mike Bailey defeated Raj Singh, and that was talking BTI. Thank you, folks. Thank you for talking BTI with us. I'm I'm admitted not being the hugest speedball fan in the world, but the man has good matches, and you're putting him on BTI, and you leave me with the rest of this. <laughs> well, it was fuck? I. I'm pretty sure it was a squash match because last week Jonathan Gresham had a squash match and he challenged uh, he challenged Speedball for a match at No Surrender. So then Speedball this week on BTI beat Raj Singh and he accepted Jonathan Gresham's challenge. So that's the whole story there. So we're going to get Gresham and Speedball at uh, No Surrender, which obviously should be awesome. So Talking BTI for real this time. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I, I, I just I just saw the, the highlight on Twitter. That's all I saw of it. I promise, guys, I didn't watch it. So keeping the gimmick alive. I... I don't never make it a gimmick for me. I've never watched it. I don't think I will. <laughs> well, the last full one I watched. No, I actually did watch the match between uh, Zicky Dice and Carly Bravo because I wanted to see that one. So, That's your guy. Uh, I did. Yeah, I did watch that one. Uh, opening video highlighted the, the design's main event victory <laughs> last week, followed by Joe Henry's catchy song infuriating Matt Cardona leading into tonight's main event for the digital media title. Matt Cardona, as seen or as we were talking about earlier, entered the building and uh, he was thinking he got to his own uh, his own dressing room. Uh, he was led down a hallway with a bunch of different curtains, went to this fancy fan. I'm doing air quotes fancy area with a champagne and shrimp cocktail on just a random table. It turns out that wasn't his room. That was Joe Hendry's room, and they took him to a broom closet, and that's where he had to dress. And he was pretty pissed off about it. Yuck! 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 Hey, I like Cardona. It's bad content, but I think he makes it great. Cardona's so. fine. Cardona is <laughs> he will he will do the best with the with the biggest ball of crap. Like yeah. when he will this weekend when he wrestles Cyrus. So you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we get into our first match. Brian Myers defeated Dango, and this just this wasn't good. I I did so I like the finish. Dango was coming over the top rope to the outside to jump on. Uh, jump on Myers, but Myers pulled out the ring apron and he got stuck in the ring apron. And then Myers hit the roster cut to the outside and then threw him in the ring and hit the roster cut again. I, I thought the finish was creative, but the, the crowd was dead for this Dango. Just, he's got nothing going for him, man. He, he just really doesn't. And, and you know what? He's out there on the internet saying he wants to have serious matches, but you can't have serious matches when you're dirty fucking Dango, you dummy. I did not watch WWE main event in 2017. So why would I watch it now? Yeah, that's what this is. Just Curtis. It's what? What do they call him? Uh, uh Curtis. Dirt, not Curtis. Dirty Max, Dango. What? Dirty Dango. He's Fandango. But what was Brian Myers? What? Kurt Hawkins. That's what he was. Kurt Hawkins. He was, yeah. I did not. I was interested in Fandango versus Kurt Hawkins in 2017. Why would I be interested in this now? I, I Brian Myers is better than Kurt Hawkins. I agree I, with like, that. I, I think Brian Myers. Is a, Brian Myers has been a good wrestler for Impact, but Dango is just doing his same old bullshit. 
right? And I, I don't know, man. I just, I just don't see it. I know that he was on WWE TV, and maybe that's the appeal, but I, he's got nothing, man. Like this guy is, like he, he needs to change his character. He needs to take steroids. Right, he needs to do something. Like the like the guy's like, uh, you know, he really thinned himself out, and uh, he he's doing his little dancing gimmick. He just kind of looks pretty apathetic to the whole thing. He's not in great shape right now, regardless of the steroids. Like you could just like work out, you know. Yeah, he doesn't look like he cares. He really doesn't. Like no. And then they gave the match like twelve minutes. Yeah, right. And that that Which was even worse. Like if it was a three minute match. I'd be like, okay, whatever, three minute match. But I mean, like it just kept going and it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't very good because dirty dangles never been very good and like this impact falls into this rut all the time of signing people who have been on wwe tv but pandango hasn't mattered on wwe tv in over a decade like no why if, if, why they, do we do if they brought over if they brought over the act with breeze updated it a little bit they they it might work, right? Fandango by himself Maybe. as Dirty Dango, right? Like I just don't, I just don't get it. But if they if they brought over him and Breeze, because Breeze could actually work. Breeze was talented. Breeze have, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I've seen Breeze have really good matches. But so if they came in as like a tag team and updated it, they weren't doing the well, the fashion police stuff. But if they did, you know, kind of a newer thing, right? A new idea. I thought they could have good tag team matches, and I've seen it. But just Dirty Dango as as doing kind of a knockoff Fandango, like a Always Save or Kroger brand Fandango. I just I'm not into it. Kirkland, we we say Kirkland out here in Kirkland. Oh, okay. Um. No. That's we don't do new ideas here. We no. regurgitate old ideas. That's well, why we so, have Santino Morella and Father James will, Mitchell's been on the show for 20 years. Like we just don't well, do them. It, it depends. So it really does depend. If the talent comes in with new ideas, then they do them. But if the talent comes in with the same old bullshit, Fair. they also do that. W. Morrissey came in with new ideas. He was a different guy than he was That's in WWE. True. Steve Macklin, right, was a different That's guy. That's true. You're right. Dang, You're right. Dang, Dango, Dango, and and Khan, like same old shit, right? Deanna Prazo came in with a brand new virtuosa character that uh, got turned down in WWE. She didn't get much WWE exposure, but I'm just I'm just saying like those mm-hmm. those are examples. So like I think their creative team relies on the talent more than maybe they should at times. Because if 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 you're telling me like if I'm in charge and Dango's like, hey, I want to come in, I want to do a half-assed version of my WWE character, but I want to have long matches. I'm going to be like, maybe you need to go work somewhere else. That's what I would say, right? But uh, if he comes in, it's like, hey, I got an idea for a new character. I'm like, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's try it, right? Because that's what Impact should be. Impact should be the place where you innovate yourself and you try something new and you rebuild your brand. This fucking guy is not doing it. No, it should be, but it isn't very often. Again, this who, Santino Morella is right here, right? And that's nothing special, right? That's just another retread regurgitation. They didn't even change his name. They, they bought the rights to the, the old name, name. <laughs> for some reason. Like, I don't well, know, man. Like, this is this match was to me the problem of where we are in this company right now. We have this great new Japan deal. We're gonna work out. It's gonna be awesome. Here's Brian Myers and Dirty Dango. Like, yeah, maybe maybe Dango will fight uh, Toro Yano for the uh, King of Pro Wrestling. Title. Don't sully Toro Yano. Toro Yano is <laughs> actually funny. He's legitimately yeah. <laughs> funny. He's one of the few guys yeah. in wrestling that actually does funny things. Yeah. Not like whatever well, the hell this was. Okay, but so Toriyana versus Swinger, you in? Would rule. Yes, yeah. that's what okay. they should do. That would be fantastic. Okay. Swinger's okay. actually funny. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, it was funny tonight, so actually, so we'll get to him later. All right. Backstage, Giselle Shaw and Jai Vidal were entering catering. Uh, Shaw was picking on talent before Deanna Prazo interrupted. Then she threw some food on her. Um, she knocked over like a bowl of shit, it looked like. It was a bowl it was, like was I was like a goulash or something. I have no the, idea. But the one she spelled out was like this brown. It was like either pudding or something. It looked like a bowl of shit she poured out. I don't know. It was yeah. Weird. Santino Morella just showed up uh, and then made a match for no surrender. So if you want to get a match for no surrender, spill food on somebody. I guess that's how it works around here. Uh, one funny thing happened. Santino Morella stuck his finger in the chili on Giselle's face and licked his finger. I thought that was kind of funny. But other than that, the whole thing was dog shit. Complete dog shit. I hated it. Uh, and now, and now we're selling Diana with it too. Now she gets to walk yeah. on the dog shit too. <laughs> She's drugging this thing. So Jim Miller was with uh, Trey Miguel. Miguel cut a promo on Crazy Steve before oh. the lights flickered. And Steve's laugh heard overhead while his logo appeared on the monitor. And then the logo bled. And Trey yeah. was like, oh my God, my logo is bleeding. <laughs> Why? Just... What the? F- I forgot about this until you brought it up. Like yeah, I forgot this was about it too. <laughs> this was so stupid. Why do wrestlers have to be dumb? Why do they have to act like Scooby Doo characters? Like I don't know. Scoob- Scooby Doo was awesome though. As a child in a cartoon, <laughs> yeah. yes, you're 100 percent correct. When I hang yeah. out with my six year old, we'll watch Scooby Doo together, and it'll be fun. That's not what I watch yeah. wrestling for. Like, yeah. why is he scared of Crazy Steve's changing his logo? Why is that scary? Why, why is he what like? Can he not watch a scary movie? Like, like it was just the logo with like dripping blood on it, but it not was even like blood. It was red color. Just red. Yeah, it was just red. And it was just flickering. Trey like, looked like the biggest doof bag in the whole doof bag. I just made up a word. <laughs> doof Doofus and douchebag. I was trying to say at the same time. <laughs> you know what? That's what he was. He was a doof uh, bag. It was awful. This was on an yeah. awful show. This was. This would have this had my right. goat, but there was so much bad stuff that I actually forgot how fucking bad this so funny. was. I forgot, too. I forgot, too. It was that important. I so I forgot about it. Jesus. Tommy Dreamer and Mickey James defeated the good hands, Skyler and Hotch. Um, you know what? I, I didn't hate this. I, I, I mean, it's not a it's not a great match or anything, but I and the good hands I thought were good in this match. I I thought they made the match. I thought they worked they, well. They they were bumping around like crazy men in there yeah. for Mickey and Tommy. You know what I yeah. mean? Like they were, they were, they were just Tommy Dreamer. Of course, they had to they bump running, their asses off. They they bumped their asses off, and I was just like, you know what? I think they made this an okay match. Like you know, it's not anything I'm telling yeah, anybody were. to go watch, but at at this point, nothing on the show was good. No, and in a sea of really bad, I thought this was decent, right? Like, um, I I kind of kind of dug it a little bit, I, and I did like the the ending where you know obviously Mickey and uh, Dreamer won, and then Masha Slamovich uh, comes in and nail James from behind. So we're setting up the Masha Slamovich, and then Bully Ray is helping. Um, you know, like encouraging Masha to, to kill Mickey. So uh, adding a layer there. So I, I, I thought the ending was, was fine, but the match, good, good hands. I think they got a, a good team, terrible name. Um, I know they, point, they pointed it out to you too, before the match, by telling you they're making us be the good hands. Who's they? Yeah. Is Vince Russo back? Like, right. What? what? It's like know, breaking man. the fourth wall. It's like, okay, come on guys. Just get, let's look the, the good hands. It, it's like a wrestling term to say that, Hey, look, these guys can have matches, good matches with anybody, but they're never going to win. That's what mm-hmm. that means. Right? Like the, these guys are never going to be anything other than guys who can get good matches in the ring and always lose. So that's what that means in like wrestling terminology. 
why are we using wrestling terminology? Well, I mean, look, impact, impact watchers are a very insider crowd. I, I get it. But like, if you want these guys to be something someday, let's not straddle them with this, this gimmick name of they, they have good matches and always lose, right? Let's, let's give them a different name. Cause look, they might impress you one day and become a really good tag team. And you might want to get them some wins. I don't know. All I'm saying is like, you know, Maybe don't torpedo their career when you first bring them in. Maybe. <laughs> Crazy Maybe. idea. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, backstage, Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice caught up with them. Santino Morella to make a request. Before they could say too much, Dirty Dango not selling a goddamn thing from his match. The deputy director of authority, Jesus Christ, uh, arrived on scene and denied the request as Swinger and Dice look puzzled but optimistic. Uh, what they didn't catch in the recap was that uh, Zicky said, you know what? I got the perfect guy that you can beat. And uh, and I know who this is. And I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but uh, I'm really excited. I, for, you I have no idea? No, I have no idea. Please I'm excited. I'm excited for next week when you find out. You Honestly, you're going to love it. You're going to be mad. And then you're going to love it again. I guarantee it. Like, <laughs> you know me really. You know me really well. I, so yeah. I'm very excited by this, actually. And you, you're... you're 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 an old school fan like I am. You're yeah. uh, you're really gonna enjoy what's what's okay. about to happen. You're Don't, you're gonna love hate and then love it again. So Swinger had a couple <laughs> lines that made me laugh as always. Like because yeah. I need to push the one that counts because he's in the little ring thing <laughs> stuck. Yeah. I, I laugh. That stuff works with Swinger, but with anybody else, yeah. it doesn't work. Like calling Hotch and um, what's his nuts? Skyler. The good Skyler. Thank yeah. you. The good hands. It, <laughs> If there was Swinger, it would kind of work because that's his that's his deal. That's his gimmick, right, is to be that um, insider joke guy. But to do that yeah. in a – because they're in a semi-serious role. Like, they're affiliated with Bully. Like, I don't know. It doesn't – it doesn't – it doesn't work, but it worked. I mean, if they put yeah. them with this guy, it would work fine. Cause then they'd be comedy right. material. And again, swinger, unlike most 99% of the comedy and wrestling, which is, I don't care what letters, I don't care what letters you put before the show. It's all bad. Except for Johnny swinger. He is legitimately funny. Yeah. Legitimately. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Uh, we got a promo for the upcoming events taking place at Cicero stadium. Uh, and then a video promo aired on Rich Swan's thoughts and highlights in Impact Wrestling leading into his match against Josh Alexander. I thought this was probably the best thing on the show. Highlight of the show. Actually, the other highlight also involved Rich Swan. This was this was a great little recap. And this is what, again, this is what frustrates me is when we want to be serious about something, we do a great job. They do such an amazing work with putting video packages together. It's jarring to look at those pandemic era shows. Yeah. Right? It's dude, if it, it feels like it was such a long time ago, it but does. it really wasn't. We covered we were, that. We were pod like we started our podcast yeah. with with no audience. That's it, fucking wild to it, me. It is. The world has isn't it? I mean, like that was two whole years of our lives where everything just kind of stopped, right? Yeah. And like, except pro wrestling, but it was weird, and we all kind of forgot very quickly what those shows looked like. And it was like cutting back to that, like it's Kenny Omega and Rich Swan yeah. <laughs> with nobody watching. It was no, I forgot that it was like that, man. It was weird. Mm -hmm. Like, thank God we're kind of found a semblance of normalcy yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Jordan Grace defeated Steph Delander, and I gotta I gotta apologize to old Steph Delander, uh, formerly known as a Persia Parata from NXT. I I made a joke as soon as she came out. I said Steph Delander definitely does not know who the horror pops are. Okay, most people in the world have no idea who that is, but her outfit reminds me of the lead singer from like the late '90s, early 2000s kind of punk band called the Horror Pops. It was like an mostly female punk band, and like of course only I, like a punk rock nerd from those that era, would even know who that is. But uh, so I was ready to shit all over her, and I thought she cut a pretty good promo, and then proceeded to have a pretty good match with Jordan Grace. And I thought she was strong in the match. I, I really like. She's got. Look, she's got some size to her. I thought she worked well with Jordan. Obviously, Jordan's a tremendous worker, so maybe that's maybe that's why it looks so good. But I thought this was a good match. I really enjoyed it. And uh, Jordan Grace, the Grace Driver, almost killed the poor lady. I thought the uh, same thing. I <laughs> shuddered. I'm like, she barely got that head tucked in time. Yeah. I thought we were gonna watch her die. Her hair looks terrible. Um, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I. I saw a little bit of Persia Parada in NXT because I, you know, I'm a glutton for punishment. So I, I yeah, <laughs> yeah. NXT on occasion, I like me some creeds. I never thought she looked very good there. So I'm gonna chalk this one up to Jordan Grace carrying her to a good match until I'm proven wrong. So okay. I'm gonna say Jordan, good worker for now but i reserve the right to, to admit if i'm incorrect i didn't think the promo was that great to be honest with you. i didn't think it was bad i thought it was just kind of i thought it was just kind of there and that's kind of yeah. what i thought about that's kind of again i'm in a i'm already in a real shit foul mood watching this show so <laughs> yeah. this probably my opinion this is probably colored by me going what the fuck am i watching um yeah well so it yeah. wasn't it wasn't like a money making promo but i thought no, it was a no. good promo to introduce a new character and that's what they're doing here i it by I by the way that they did the vignettes and then the her cutting the promo and then going proceeding to have a good match with jordan grace i think she's sticking around for a while I think she might be signed here. I, 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 so. I haven't seen I haven't seen any announcements. They definitely need the help. So, um, yeah. but if that's if that's the case, count me in. I I, I was impressed. We get very Bauer like whenever someone signs with the company. So if yeah. uh, if they had signed her, I think we would have heard about it. But yeah. I could be wrong. You know, I, I they could use a restocking of knockouts. More on that later. Uh, yeah. So I hope. I hope she sticks around because I think she needs it. I think she should get a chance, right? Me being mm-hmm. salty on the matches is, is neither here nor there. They, you know, they need to restock. And I think she's someone I, to give a shot to. I think let it breathe a little bit, JD. And then like over the weekend, if you get some time, they're going to post it like on YouTube, the full match. I I'll think you got to give this one another shot. I I, I, th- I, th- I thought the match was pretty strong. I can admit um, what, was it, was admit it when the, I'm colored. <laughs> yeah. Uh, backstage, Mike Cardona was furious and arguing his case to an official stating he would rather change in the parking lot than a broom closet. Officials seemed concerned and told Cardona to follow him. And sure enough, Cardona was led to the parking lot with his gear chucked out the door behind him. <laughs> it was very, it was very Bobby Heenan. This was very Bobby yes. Heenan skit. Yeah, Bobby and Spinal Tap. You know, he's just kind of mm-hmm. being led everywhere. Yeah. And then a yeah. promo aired for New Japan Battle in the Valley 2023. Um, so they're they're getting behind this New Japan stuff, man. B- Battle in the Valley on live on pay per view. That's just a New Japan show. Although um, Motor City Machine Guns are on it, so is uh, Josh Alexander. Um, I, is Ace and Bay on that show? I can't remember. I, I know remember. the Machine Guns. Machine Guns are taking are. on the they're the Machine Guns taking on the West Coast Wrecking Crew, which is mm-hmm. Royce Isaacs 
and another guy who I can't remember off the top of my head. But uh, and then Josh Alexander is in an eight man tag. So that's what they do um, with him in New Japan. They don't actually so, use that, Josh and anything. They they, they never treat Josh. Tags. Dude, they never treat Josh like a big star, but when Moose is there, he's fucking co-main, like middle. He's getting like prime real estate. But Josh, he's just like a guy there, dude. Yeah, I get it. But I'm just like, you know, that's just the way New Japan sees Josh, man. Do you remember when we had that conversation last summer about who who knew who uh, Impact could get into the G1? Turned out nobody. But we we were arguing whether they would let Josh in, and I said they don't think of him like that. No, and 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 honestly, proof. I got into an argument with Chris Sam's not argument argument strong word uh like a like a, a like a, an exchange a debate a friendly debate and I was just like I, I was like if they if New Japan wants anybody they would probably want Moose cuz every time Moose is on the show they position him like a star they remember Moose from his Ring of Honor days when he was wrestling Okada and those guys when he's getting mm-hmm. a big push there and when he comes into New Japan he usually wins and he's has like big matches right like I went and saw him in LA at a New Japan show and he was like slotted in the co-main against Ishii, and mm-hmm. they went like 25 minutes and fucking remember it down. Mm-hmm. And then he had another match with the Juice Robinson again. Juice Robinson, a singles match um, on the dying days of Juice Robinson's career. He ended up having a really good match with Moose, uh, alive on pay-per-view. So um, he he just didn't think that New Japan would be interested. He ended up being right, and he said even if he were interested, Moose probably wouldn't have good matches there. And I was like, "Why? Well, dis- I disagree there, sir." Um, I, think, I think people overlook Moose's ability. I think you're right. I think that there's too much. Again, what you, how you view Moose as a person, I think colors people's opinions of him as a worker because it's yeah. not like he's had bad matches here in Impact. You know, no, I thought he had a no. better match with Ken, like. We had a match with Kenny, didn't he? What, two years yeah. ago? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. It was better than the Rich Swan match, right? We had we uh, I thought I thought so. Well, because Rich Swan was gassed out in 10 minutes and, and Moose went Moose went the full 20. Mm-hmm. I think the only problem with the Moose match is they did it at the Jacksonville um uh, the uh that's right. the theater there. Mm-hmm. But they did it after like six hours of AEW tapings with like indie talent surrounding the ring and posing as fans, and uh, they were pretty much exhausted. So <laughs> remember those days? Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah. And again, we try and we try to tell everybody that you know, Josh Alexander, regardless of whether he's the Impact World Champion, is not viewed highly by New Japan. That's why, who's he working right during this show? Yeah, and I I don't even know I don't know the names of the I think I think Volador's in the match, which is obviously cool, and Rocky Romero's in that match. Oh well, yeah, think. it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of good talent. I meant like when he is the I meant who's he working on the big New Japan show, the big right. uh, WrestleMania show. Who's who's Josh working? Yeah. Uh, Kushida. There you go. How is Kushida yeah. viewed by New Japan? Yeah, as a junior heavyweight that will never be in the heavyweight division. And, That's why uh, he left. And he's and he's like an aging guy too, so he's not even going to be top of their junior heavyweight division, which I, I think is why we'll likely see Kushida more often than not in Impact. I think that he... Uh, obviously, Demore and those guys really like Ashida. So. He's good. He's really good. He is, he's really but, good. Yeah. But he left right because he wanted to go. Remember, a few years back, he wanted to go heavy, and you know, Gato's like, "Nah, man, we don't see you there" because he's small. Yeah. So he left and went to WWE, and that went about as good as you'd expect. And now yeah. he's back, and he's slotted in the same spot he was in when he left, which is a declining junior heavyweight. And he's still one of the best junior heavyweights ever there, but. They, sl- they slotted him as a declining junior heavyweight, and he's right back in that role. 
They did. Um, Jim Miller was with Josh Alexander. Uh, Alexander commented on the legacy of Rich Swan and Impact before being interrupted by Kenny King. King took offense to Swan getting a title shot before Swan interrupted. After some uh, back and forth uh, by Swan, uh, he actually punched King in the face. Alexander stepped away, said, "You guys got this," and uh, um, they faced off. King King ended up backing off, didn't accept a match. Um, he said, "I'm going to see you later." So King's got something up his sleeve here. Um, I thought, got me, I thought got me. Was, former that was great. This is great. Stuff. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. Josh cut a mediocre ass promo. Quite frankly, I thought um, Josh is good when he it, gets into the moment. Right when Josh went in the moment, he does good. This, yeah, uh, not not no, his strength. It, it, when Josh is, when you bring Josh's family into it or his love of wrestling, mm-hmm. like he's he's all in. When it's just him trying to like transition, like, hey, oh, I'm just friends with this guy, and we're just gonna go out and be friends and have a great match. I just want to give him a title. Like, it's not that interesting, right? He's he's just kind of like, there's not, it's not, it's not that interesting. So I, I but the good news is the match is gonna be awesome. <laughs> so because both guys are great. It but. is. I thought Kenny King did a great job. I thought Kenny he, King's promo he, was fantastic. I thought, I thought he stole Rich, the segment. <laughs> he totally did. But then Rich Swan was great too. Yeah. This match, this segment got me so excited to watch Rich Swan and Kenny King. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I have nothing to tell I, me on the main event for the pay-per-view. <laughs> but I'm no. real excited to watch Rich Swan and Kenny King at this point. It's like almost like Josh is playing fodder to the rebuild of Rich Swan, right? Because they, they had the video package of Rich getting the title and then losing it to Kenny Omega and never really getting his shot to get the title mm-hmm. back for the company and that kind of disappointment. And now we're two years removed from that situation and he's finally getting a title shot back. And mm-hmm. Josh is kind of like background music to it. And now Kenny King is upset and Kenny King wants to be the guy. He didn't think Rich deserves it. And so he's trying to get that spot. Um, and now we're going to get Kenny King versus Rich Swan. I'm thinking it like here in the net before no surrender. Um, so. To get to get rich another strong win heading into the pay-per-view makes nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. That's fine. It's good booking. Um, it is a weird spot to put your champion, right? I almost think Josh maybe shouldn't have been in the segment or should have done this in the ring or something. Because it was just super cold until until Rich Swan came out. And Rich Swan and Kenny King, they fed up each other really well. Like Josh (laughs) was like a Josh like third wheel the segment, and he's a world champion. (laughs) He, well, and what happens to third wheel sometimes? They feel awkward and they leave, and that's exactly yeah, that's what exactly did. what happened. Josh is like, "It's between y'all." I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, Death Dolls defeated Killer Keller and Taylor Wilde. Do we need to go over this anymore, or can I just go straight to Hex? Go to Hex. Okay. So yeah, they they defeated Taylor Wall was in her bullshit with the tarot cards. It was it was horrendous. We talked about it in the beginning of the show. I don't want to go back into it. I hated it. it. After the match, Father James Mitchell came out to the re- entrance ramp and cut a promo on the Death Dolls, specifically Rosemary. Um, Mitchell stated that Father wasn't happy. His boss, Rosemary's dad, who I think might be Kevin Sullivan, I, if I'm remembering how it all works in the dark realm. I can't remember all it's that all bullshit. Stupid. But it's all I think dumb. it might be Kevin Sullivan. Anyway, he said he's placing a hex on Rosemary. And then out of nowhere, Allison Kay and Marty Bell were in the ring to lay out the death dolls. And uh, I thought the Allison Kay and Marty Bell part was pretty strong there. We had some bullshit getting to that point, but I thought they looked cool uh, coming in and attacking. I, I honestly, I'm not that familiar with these girls. I don't know. I don't know if they're good or not, but what I do know is we just doubled up the knockouts tag team division. So let's go. We, we basically doubled it all in one segment. We now have two teams in the knockouts division, which means we might have knockouts tag team matches again. I'm fairly certain you're discussing a former knockouts champion, sir. 
Yeah, I, I am, but I wasn't watching during that time. I don't really know much about Alice. Sure, I was. Okay. I don't yeah. think she's. I don't think she's very good, to be honest. I don't think Marty Bell is very good either. Well, that might I get know, me into trouble. But um, honestly, I know they're on. They're, they're a tag team in NWA. I know that they are a tag team in NWA. They're called yeah. Hex. I don't think they have any magic stuff. That may okay. change. <laughs> that may change here in Impact yeah. because yeah. this is just what we do here. Is stupid shit. Um, that being said, I like bringing in a tag team. Right. We've been saying this for months, years, maybe like if you're going to have a tag team division, you need tag teams. And I don't know if they're going to lean into the fact that Allison Kay is former NWA champion, former, you know, impact knockouts champion. She's got a pedigree. She's got a history in this company. So I don't know how much we're going to lean into that. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to be. They weren't all spookied out. They were just, you know, Allison Kay, Marty Bell, which is fine by me. Um, I don't love them as workers, but but they are going to help this division. I think they'll have, and I think they'll have fine matches with you know uh, Death Dolls. They'll be yeah. fine. Yep. Uh, Eddie Edwards caught up with Raj Singh and Shira. Edwards told Singh and Shira to take out PCO. So there you go. Uh, and then we go to the Motor City Machine Guns. They met up with Kushida, Kushida, sorry, before being interrupted by ASOS and Chris Bay. And then a challenge was made for a six-man tag match at No Surrender, and it was revealed that Kenta will side with the Bullet Club to take on the Time Machines. Um, I, and before that, it's not in the the write up here. Before that, Ace Austin and Chris Bay also referenced their history with the Motor City Machine Guns, saying, "Hey, we aren't the team that we were before we left to New Japan, right? And we're coming for those titles." So they're still dropping. Um, we're still progressing that story that's been going on since uh, the last fall. So uh, I thought that was uh, important to reveal. But yeah, Kenta coming to Impact, man, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Um, Kenta's beat up. A lot so, but I think this in a, uh, a six man, especially with Ace and Bay, will be good. I didn't like the segment though because I don't like these segments because it just becomes you know six people talking over each other and it becomes like a lot of mumble jumbled words and it it's not yeah. laid out very well. So I did not like the segment, but I like where we're gonna go with it. To be honest, you should still be time machine guns. Time <laughs> yeah, machine yeah. is stupid. Time machine gun yeah. sounds cool, but right. yeah, match is gonna be I, good. I, match is gonna be great. I, I did like that they sold like the machine guns and Kushida like sold that they were slightly scared that Kento was coming in. Yeah, I, I felt like that was like, oh, of course, those guys are all pros, right? So they, mm-hmm. they know the deal. But uh, when they were like, oh, there's just two of you and three of us. And they go, oh, well, with you guys are time machines. Well, it's, you know, time to go to sleep. And they said Kenta. And then their face just like, oh, we're going to get our fucking heads kicked off. Um and maybe, but that's if they get Noah Kenta. But this is Bullet Club Kenta, who's lazy. Time, if Time Machine <laughs> could actually go back in time and bring back 2008 Kenta, we'd be in trouble. But yeah, no, buddy. you're getting 2023 Kenta, who can, who's uh, pretty pretty beat up at this point. He does good character work. Actually, he. Uh, did you see when he brought when they brought him in Marafuchi back? They brought. I did. I saw them. I liked that match. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was the best. Good. Yeah, it's the best Kenta's looked in years. I don't know if being yeah. back in Noah kind of like reinvigorated him a little well, bit, but I mean, like uh, earlier this year, he was doing the Rambo with his stupid walk and stuff like that. Like Kenta isn't what we think of Kenta. You know what I'm saying? No, like, I, I th- when I was excited for him to go to New Japan because I didn't honestly, I didn't, I I didn't watch old school Noah Kenta when he came to WWE. So he came to WWE as Hideo Itami, right? Mm-hmm. During that, so what I did was when I heard about this guy, I was like, "Well, let me go back and watch some Kenta stuff." So I went online. I was like, "This guy is a motherfucker. This guy is one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen." Right? I didn't mm-hmm. watch tons of matches, but I saw plenty. 
And then he gets to NXT, and then unfortunately he just stayed injured all the time, and he yeah. never really healed properly. But when he went to New Japan, I was pretty excited. I was like, this is the perfect spot for him because Noah was on the downhill slide at the time. They hadn't sold their company to the to uh, was it Cyber Agent? They hadn't Cyber sold Agent. that yet. Mm-hmm. So I was excited, and then we he gets there, and he's still basically Hideo Itami, but with a Bullet Club shirt. Except for he's like a heel now, right? He's, and so I, I just don't think he's comfortable being a New Japan heel. He just isn't. I think he needs no. to go back to Noah, honestly, because each time he's gone back, he looked great. Well, Noah's the old guy promotion now, so he would yeah. be just fine there. And I think that yeah. there's just some – I mean, like, honestly, I think this version of Kent is kind of worse than Hideo Tommy, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. he's a character guy. Like mm-hmm. it's all it's like it's like he brought back all the shtick that he picked up from working in NXT, right? Like the character shtick stuff and brought that into New Japan and well, it's part of House of Torture and oh it's, it's so awful. Well, and the thing is is that Gato likes that shit. Oh, he loves it. He's a Memphis fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he's a Memphis, Memphis so fan. Yeah. He he likes like Hideo or Hideo, sorry, <laughs> Kenta. When he's doing his matches, he's doing kind of a poor man's Jay White without a lot of the athleticism that Jay has, right? Because it takes him forever to get his match started. He almost wants like the fans mm. to earn him working. So like ten minutes in is finally when it gets going, and then it fizzles out, and he just can't keep he can't keep up the pace the way that Jay can. So uh, I just I don't know. I just have not been a big fan of his New Japan run. That said, I like him in a trios match here. And yes. if Steve Macklin, if Steve Macklin gets his wish, Macklin versus Kenta could be very fucking interesting because I think Macklin will pull a great match out of that guy. I, I think Kenta's still capable. I do too. I think if you, I think if Kenta comes to the U.S., people are going to expect Kenta. Whereas, let's be honest, a lot of those New Japan fans didn't watch Noah. Right, mm-hmm. there's a big divide in fan bases over there. I don't think people. You think you think stuff's tribal over here? Like it's it's different. I think if he comes to the U.S., I think you're going to see a high effort Kenta, especially in this match with these five guys. Like the guns are going to carry Kenta something great, like because she just going to know how to work with them. So I'm yeah. hoping that they're able to channel. I don't know, like at least a 2013 ish Kenta for a <laughs> night, maybe. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, that'd be great. Uh, Jim Miller was with a – where am I at? Oh, PCO defeated She-Ra in a qualifying match. Uh, not much to the match, but what I did like was the finish because PCO did his PCO salt, and oh, poor Shira ate – he ate every fucking ounce of that salt, man. That was that was brutal. PCO's a big guy, and all his weight just landed right on uh, Shira. He goes over it perfectly. Man. Like he gets a great rotation of that moonsault. It's not like when Bam Bam yeah. Bigelow would do like kind of over the shoulder moonsault. Like no, he goes straight back, and it's it's a pretty moonsault for a dude in his fifties. <laughs> yeah, and and a big dude. And big dude, man, yeah. dude, he, he is so over here. These people fucking love. This oh, he's perfect. Um, he's perfect he's, for this company. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. He's the he's the right combination of silly and serious. Right. Like he's silly on the way to the ring with his Frankenstein stuff. Yeah. And he gets in the ring and it's pure fucking chaos. I, yeah. I, I love, I love everything about like, look, this is not a five-star classic, no. but I like the, sh- I like the Shira PCO match. Cause PCO was just super over. He had a dive to the outside, brought him back in, did the PCO. assault, one, two, three, boom, we're done. And uh, the crowd ate it up. So I thought this was a strong segment. On this show, it was the least offensive thing. So, <laughs> uh, Miller was with uh, Cardona. Cardona stated that he had to change into his ring gear in the parking lot and sought to find out Joe Hendry. Uh, as he was going up uh, to the dressing room, uh, he found Brian Myers leaving the dressing room with shrimp in his hand. I, I really like this part. As Cardona, 
as Cardona was confused, the trio of talent walked past Cardona singing Hendry's theme song, and Myers clapped as they got to that part of the song. Uh, and then Cardona questioned Myers on why he, he did that, to which Myers responded that the, seems, the theme song was catchy. So um, that was, and that was also a little bit of foreshadowing to it. So mm-hmm. um, then we go backstage. Frankie Gazzari was a Sammy Callahan. Uh, he questioned Callahan's loyalty to the design, asking him if he was just kind of working a deal here, if he's trying to work a swerve. I can't remember the term that he used. Uh, anyway, the design showed up, and then uh, Kazarian challenged Khan to a match, which I don't want to see. Big fart. Yep. Um, and then we go to the main event, which I really loved. Um, Impact Digital Media Champion Joe Hendry defeated Matt Cardona. The crowd fucking ate this match up. And mm-hmm. Impact crowds are usually on their hands or playing on their phones. Um, but I, they were so into both of these guys. Cardona is a great heel. I think they got a really good babyface in Joe Hendry here. And I think Matt Cardona made him a better babyface tonight. Uh, I thought the two worked well together. Um the radio uh, Cardona hit the radio silence immediately and Joe Hendry ended up kicking out. And I thought that set the tone for the rest of the match. Lots of big moves, lots of good near falls. Eventually Brian Myers uh, came into the ring to, um, to help uh, Cardona win the match. He threw the, the belt in the ring the referee distracted comes in, goes to hit the roster cut on uh, Joe Hendry. And then he ends up hitting Cardona who then, uh, what, what's the name of Hendry's finisher? I'm trying to, he, internet, nothing correct. Hendry took the opportunity to capitalize Toss Myers out of the ring and nail Cardona with the standing ovation. That's there right. we go. Yeah, to no, retain to retain the digital media championship. I I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was a great way to end the show. It reminded me of a WWF '90s style yes. match with two bigger guys, which is <laughs> not my personal favorite style of match, but it was fine. It was well worked. Like it's two yeah. dudes that are super over, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with the Impact crowd, like Joe Hendry. Works here. It works. Yeah. Right? Yep. The the crowd loves his shtick. I wish it wasn't the same song that we got again. I wish they did a little something different, mainly because I feel like the joke, I feel that way. Clearly, I am alone. <laughs> crowd loved it. Because yeah, the crowd loved, crowd it, loved yeah. it. I thought it was yeah. a little played out, but it's also they heard it and these tapings are done in one day, so it was still fresh to them. You know? Yeah. So for me, I'm like, oh, let's cut this again. Huh? Um, It's fine. Like it's good. I really think Joe Hendry. I think Joe Hendry could be world champion in like a year. I really do. I thought I I I thought both these guys could be world champion here. We've been saying that was a really strong. We've been saying that for a year about Matt Cardona in this company. I don't know what the plans are for the future. Well, um, yeah. Well, let 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 me let me yeah let me finish finish this and we'll head to the Patreon because I got some thoughts about Cardona's future. But after the match, Moose hit the ring and he attempted nail Hendry with a spear, but hit Cardona and said, "Poor Cardona." Uh, Henry tossed Moose, yeah. Henry tossed Moose from the ring and left the ring himself to grab his title on the mic. Henry stated that with his music not currently playing, he plays some music of his own in tribute to Cardona. And then, of course, they played Edge's bitch while the crowd sang along and clapped along and chanted at uh, Cardona, calling him Edge's bitch. And uh, I, I thought this was a fun way to end the show. Um, and oh yeah, it worked. A, a poor a poor effort overall, but I thought they ended strong. So, um, <laughs> I mean, you, so there you go. That was. That was a uh, that was the episode. Um, head over to patreon.com slash fight game media. We're gonna um, we're gonna keep the conversation going. We've got some news to talk about. Deanna's contract that uh, we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk uh, Cardona's future because I got a theory about why all this stuff happened to him tonight. So we'll, we'll we'll talk yeah, we'll 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 talk about that on Patreon. Um, 
and uh, JD and I are also going to cover uh, MLW. We uh, we JD got a chance to watch MLW Underground. I got a chance to watch most of it. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about MLW's ratings versus Impact's ratings, and I'm going to try to explain that to the masses. Um, so keep it right here on Patreon.com/slash/FightGameMedia, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. We will be back next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.